Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Enterprise Mobility Insight Outlook podcast. I'm Gina Daniel-Lee, Vice President, Strategic Alliances and Partnerships here at Stratix. As we celebrate 40 years in business this year, it's been fun learning about the founding of Stratix, but it's also important to learn about the future. And today, we're talking about the future of enterprise mobility and how companies can best take advantage of it. I'm really excited to welcome our president and CEO, Lewis Alterman, back to the podcast. Welcome, Lewis. Yeah, thanks, Gina. Appreciate it. I can't think of a better person to have for this discussion today. For those of you who may not know you, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, thanks, Gina. So um, first of all, excited to do this podcast. This is fun. Uh, I've been in technology and specifically mobile technology since the late 90s, started uh, with Bell South in Latin America uh, when we were launching Motorola flip phones um, back in the 90s and, and really have gone from there and uh, went to dial up internet access to fiber and networking to the cloud. And now today, uh, a couple decades later, we're at the bleeding edge of mobility with Stratix. I uh, came up as a finance person, really um, cut my teeth that way and was CFO of a couple of larger multi-billion dollar public companies, had a couple of good runs uh, at those companies and then came to Stratix as, as the CEO here in late 2019. So it was just a couple of months before COVID. Uh, more important than any, any of that, I'm, I'm really blessed in my personal life. I just had my 20 year anniversary with my wife, Amy. We've got three kids, uh, one in, in college, one who's going to college and one who's uh, still in high school. So uh, super lucky. All the all four grandparents are within a couple of miles of, of our, our kids and their grandkids. So we're uh, we're counting our blessings. And that's a little bit about me. That's exciting. And congratulations on the anniversary. You know, we're so excited that we're actually celebrating 40 years as a company. Isn't that crazy to think about? Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, I'm so um, I'm so grateful for the business that Bonnie and Gina Gallo and everybody else built. It's uh, it was it was really easy to step into the role and inherit something with such a strong foundation. Yeah, you know, I'm sure you're aware recently I hosted a podcast with with Bonnie Schumann, our co-founder, and we talked about, you know, how the business began and it was, you know, still in its infancy in terms of barcoding and then we grew into the leader that we are today. And it was so fun to look back and see how far we've actually come. And now, you know, I'm excited about this conversation because we're looking forward and talk, yeah. you know, talk about the current state of the business. So let's start by just talking about what do you think are the most exciting developments happening in the mobile space right now? Yeah, well, I mean, Gene, it's such an exciting time to be in mobility. Um, our, we do a study every year, an enterprise mobility study, and this year, 97% of businesses said that mobile technology is very important uh, to their business outcomes. And so... That's a survey, but more important than the survey, we really do see it with our own eyes. And every business that we talk to is either adopting mobile technology or they're falling behind their competitors. And I'm not really talking about desk workers. We're talking about people who are at the front line, people who are um, you know, sitting at a desk all day are actually uh, vastly outnumbered uh, by those who don't sit at the desk. Um, so the ones who, who don't sit at a desk, they're on the front lines, they're running an operation, they're engaging with customers or both. Uh, they're digitizing uh, the work that they do through mobile technology. And that's not just for company efficiency, but it also really helps uh, with the top line and to drive revenue by engaging with customers better. And that's really where we come in. You know, you asked a little bit about um, some of the exciting ad adoptions that are happening, exciting developments that are happening. Really, you know, we look at the world through a vertical lens. We look at different industries and we see exciting things happening almost across all of them. We see hotels that are beginning to adopt mobile technology 
across their entire ecosystem from, from front desk to housekeeping, everything in between. We see restaurants investing further in mobile technology, not just customer facing, uh, like table side and, and line busting in the drive through but also tons of new use cases in the back of the house that as a customer you might never see, but to run the, the business, to run the restaurant, you definitely need. And then there's some incredibly exciting stuff going on in healthcare, uh, whether it's practitioners that are on the move, nurses, ambulatory, hospice, and others who might have a tablet, uh, medical devices connected via Bluetooth to the tablet, and mobile printers where they can leave instructions for the patient. Um, and even newer remote patient monitoring where we put the, the, all those devices in the hands of the patient themselves at home and they uh, can, can keep track of, of their health and that there's an app on the tablet that has them taking their measurements, connecting with practitioners, et cetera. And then all sorts of flavors of short-term usage of devices in the healthcare setting, whether it's people who just finished a, a hospital stay who have a device at their home for a couple of weeks or after a surgery or medical trials where somebody's at home testing a new drug and, and they're provided with a device for six months and then the device has to be cleaned and kept HIPAA compliant and, and, and all that. So tons of opportunity with mobile technology and healthcare. And then of course, all the industries you might think of, whether it's retailers, airlines, other mature uh, buyers are continuing to go deeper. They're going from shared devices to having really every associate connected. And the devices are getting better. That's another exciting uh, thing about it. They're they're more sophisticated. There's new peripherals that can connect via Bluetooth, and there's so much more going on with IoT. So all of that creates opportunity for businesses, but also creates a need for someone like Stratix to come in and uh, and do the work. So many exciting use cases against across so many industries. You know, in our space, we kind of throw around this buzzword a lot: digital transformation. And for some companies, it could mean harnessing cutting edge technology, but not always, right? Yeah, no, not always. Um, you know, the pandemic showed how many companies were behind on mobile, and some industries that had been labor intensive were a little slower to just get to mobile and really. That got accelerated the last couple of years, obviously. And now as you carry through to the, the post-pandemic era um, where people are worried about employee retention, people are worried about having enough labor, having talented labor, it's really made it obvious that some industries were behind. So it's not just the you know sexy, cool new stuff. Uh, a lot of businesses are just working on getting the basic benefit of mobile technology into their current workflows and are conquering challenges like how are they going to integrate it with the technology they already have uh, in their IT stack. Yeah, I think about our recent hospitality video with Samsung. I mean, th this is an industry that's been digitized for a while around workflows like hotel bookings, right? But in that video, we were able to demonstrate that many use cases for mobile, there are a lot of them all across the hotel, from the front desk to housekeeping to maintenance to and the restaurant and room service as well. And all of these tasks can be made so much more efficient through mobile. And hospitality is just starting to catch up, but they're catching up fast. Yeah, they really are. They really uh, are. The conversations we're having with hotels, uh, big global brands, they're uh, they catching up fast and they know they need to. Yeah, those are exciting conversations too. And I'm interested in your thoughts on this too, Lewis. What are the biggest challenges that businesses are facing when implementing mobile? And how can they overcome that and make it a little easier? Yeah, I mean, there's such a proliferation of mobile devices. So there's more devices to manage and you've got to be proficient in managing different types of devices, probably from different OEMs, everything from tablets to scanners to wearable printers and, and obviously much more. So uh, that gets rolled out by an IT team. And then quickly, as the numbers get bigger, they tend to get overwhelmed. There's a tendency to think you can keep it in-house. 
but mobile involves more in different skills and it's hard to find skilled resources to do that. But even probably more impactful, it's just the volumes are unpredictable. You're either going to staff for the peak time, in which case, you know, naturally you're going to have idle labor or you're going to staff for some sort of average, in which case when the peak times come, you're going to get overwhelmed and you can't serve your end users. So it's a tough choice to keep that in house. You're either going to, you're either going to run a higher cost structure or you're going to fail to meet the expectations of the people that are counting on you. So um, so you have that to deal with, plus all the integration issues with legacy systems, keeping it all secure from a cyber standpoint, et cetera. It's a, it's a big burden and it takes up a lot of bandwidth day to day for IT teams. And they, they often find themselves unable to sort of step back from it all and be strategic. Uh, so that's what kind of where we come in. We've talked to customers who have started to think about their mobility journey. Um, you know, they might have been using barcode scanners as an example and want to think about adding some other mobile device in their in their ecosystem. And that's great. And they do it. Um, but we're also finding all sorts of customers who've already bought the devices. It's kind of a new thing that, that uh, we'll have all sorts of enterprises that have gone out, procured tens of thousands of devices, put them out in, in the infrastructure. You know, school might already have the Chromebooks, a restaurant might already have the tablets and the drive through, the healthcare company might already have uh, the app and the patients and the tablets in the home. Uh, but, but the management of the devices becomes overwhelming and they really need our help not to go get the devices, but just to help manage what's already out there. And so because we've spent so much time thinking vertically, thinking about each industry and understanding the business models, you know, we can get up this curve really quickly and try to be helpful. You, you used the word while ago, overwhelmed. And I'm thinking back to the recently published 2023 Mobility Outlook Report. And being overwhelmed was a key thing in there for IT leaders. I mean, the reality is that teams now have to manage a large variety of devices and many more of them than they just had a few years ago. It's crazy, like the influx of mobile into the enterprise today. Yeah, no doubt. So, Lewis, look into your crystal ball for me for a minute. And what's on the horizon for mobile? I mean, what things are keeping CEOs up at night with regards to mobility? And how are they thinking about it relative to other technology investments? Yeah, I, I think the smart CEOs realize that their competitors are doing it. And if, and right. if they aren't, then they will be soon. And so, you know, a, a simple analogy, just think about the experience you used to have calling for a cab. Hopefully someone answers. They tell you it's on the way. Then you just sit there blindly hoping that it shows up uh, versus, you know, now using an Uber or Lyft. That's basically the difference across every vertical when you get mobile technology involved in the field where the action's happening in front of the customer or on the assembly line or in the truck, uh, et cetera. And so you, uh, you not just improve the operation, uh, but you also create a much better customer experience and therefore uh, revenue opportunity for you. So CIOs who are thinking about mobile technology all of a sudden are having a seat at the table with the CFO and the CEO. So that's a big difference. And you can use it for risk avoidance. You know, you've got precious uh, labor resources and talent that you need to do the thing that they do best. And if you make your whole business dependent upon people who have to keep the trains running on time in, in a fully labor-based model, you can get burned. Um, so having mobile technology involved can help de-risk that a bit. Obviously, you can get more efficient drive savings to the bottom line. We've got um, some intellectual property ourselves that lets mobile devices be used in the trucking industry as an example. And, you know, they're really fancy cameras. They're great uh, mobile devices. Sometimes they can't connect to each other and do what they do best, which would be to scan the back of a 53 foot truck and use uh, really smart intelligence to optimize how the trucks build. And we come in 
as uh, as a pretty unique um, player to be able to solve problems like that and help big global or national trucking companies build their trucks better. So these are real tangible things, not just um, it's cool to have a mobile device. Oh yeah, that's an exciting one. And when you know that it's near and dear to my heart, but listen to the ROI. I mean, customers are seeing 60% improvement in efficiency by using that solution, 95% measurement accuracy, and the solution is 400% faster than manual processes and measuring tools. I mean, talk about driving efficiency and savings. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, couldn't agree more. I want to circle back to something you said a minute ago. You were talking about risk avoidance and how it relates to productivity. Are you seeing CEOs shift their technology agenda to be more about productivity now? Yeah. I mean, if you, look, if you're reading the newspaper uh, these days, it's pretty obvious the trends are people are looking for productivity for a lot of reasons. Uh, and you can see that in studies. Gartner just did a study as well. But uh, if you're paying attention to the news and what's happening in, in industry broadly, there's there's inflation. It's seems to be pretty sticky. No one can predict when it's going to end. There's geopolitical risk. So you see um, companies that are needing to reshore some things that have been previously offshored, and that's expensive and uh, creates a little bit of a headwind for the cost structure. Their customers are cutting back on spending. And so, you know, when your customer cuts back on spending, you need to adjust your cost structure and find productivity gains. And so technology has always been used for those sorts of things to, to, to gain productivity. But you know, we're just seeing the the beginning of where it can really move the needle the most, which is at the front lines. And we're expecting to see mobility use drive not just like incrementally higher uh, productivity gains in the next year or two, but really we're seeing some breakthroughs and expecting to see more breakthroughs in terms of step function gains of productivity. I mean, you, you listen to the news, you read the newspaper, you go to conferences, everybody's talking about employee retention and satisfaction, right? And are those things that organizations should be looking at even more closely? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I spend a ton of my time thinking about talent. Turnover costs all of us. Every CEO I know is thinking about it and trying to solve for it. Same Gartner survey I just mentioned, they had a, a, a showing that, that workforce concerns have moved up to the third most important thing on CEOs' agendas. Um, so we're talking to organizations all the time about ways to make the employee experience better. You can do uh, COPE, so corporate, corporate owned, personally enabled devices that, you know, it'll show a net benefit to the organization, help customers, or sorry, help employees and, and teammates feel like they're having a better experience and that helps with retention. And just more broadly, people people want to work for kind of a winning team that's performing well, that's operationally uh, getting things done and executing. And so the problems we solve help people feel like they're winning and helping their own customers succeed. And that's uh, that's probably the most retentive thing you can do. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I know you're aware of one of one of the recent large mobile deployments of Samsung devices at Walmart, right? And and that deal really was all about employee retention and giving the employee a tool that they wanted to use for work and personal. If you were advising other CEOs on the ROI of mobile as the pivot point of their technology strategy, what would you tell them to consider to maximize that ROI? Yeah, I mean, we actually have a really detailed, sophisticated, and powerful ROI calculator that we've just rolled out. We've been using it in recent conversations with, with different organizations that have been kind of on a DIY mindset and are thinking about, uh, you know, rolling out an alternative with someone like Astratix. I think it's actually the best ROI tool on the planet, and I don't say I that. I agree. Much. It's awesome. Uh, yeah. So it's, it, it's, it's super detailed and super uh, relevant 
Um, the returns different for each business. So when you you know when you do macro studies like the one we referenced in the in our study this year, you know we see the majority of companies do end up partnering with an MMS pr provider and they get a return from a bunch of different reasons, which we've kind of talked about. But you deploy things faster, more efficiently. You get the devices in the field faster um, with better quality, of less employee burnout and turnover. You get through learning cycles faster because you, you're tapping into other people's expertise. You can improve your endpoint security. Um, repairs get done more quickly. So you're better utilizing your labor and better utilizing your assets. You don't have devices that take two weeks to get repaired. They take one day to get repaired and then they're back out there, uh, which saves you money and drives the top line. So uh, yeah, we've got luckily 40 years of experience doing this. It's hard work. There's a lot of expertise that is required, but we have that expertise in our company and the people that that built it before I joined were really thoughtful uh, in the foundation they put in place. So I wouldn't want to be trying to do this if I was anywhere other than Stratix because because it is complicated uh, and our customers need us. But we, you know, I really try to make sure that our teammates don't try to sell anything. It's not really our job to be salesy or pushy. We really want to just solve problems, help people out. We're we're happy to take a call with anyone, try to help them solve their problems, and if and if and if the best answer for them is something else, that's that's cool because we've got uh, plenty of business and really just want to want to help customers understand how they can be using mobile technology. Yeah, you know, we know that IT leaders are starting to look at mobile more strategically. And oh my goodness, we know the ROI is there. As we wrap up, Lewis, what, what are CEOs asking of their IT leaders? Yeah, be part of the revenue cycle. I mean, that's really the big change. You, you used to have a CIO who would kind of be relegated to the basement. It's like, hey, keep everything <laughs> running. Um, you know, we're going to look at your cost structure every year and the annual budget. And you need to keep everything running at, you know, at the right price. Now, it's just like every CIO in a major enterprise is thinking about driving top line and helping their CFO and CEO uh, achieve the organization's overall financial goals, not just costs. And when I talk to CIOs, I try to help them see that, that if you really want to be the hero, get yourself a seat at the table talking about the top line and driving the top line. I like that and completely agree. So if you recall, you were on our very first podcast and we like to end with a little fun with some rapid fire questions if you're game. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So the first one is, what has been your biggest learning since becoming CEO? Yeah, I mean, so uh, I learned this one from my friend, Ron Clark, who's, who runs a big organization. You know, he said, he, he said once, and it happened to be my first week as CEO, I just sort of heard him say it that the most important thing, if you're the head of any organization, is to show up every day in a good mood. And if you're not in a good mood, you better fake it because every eye in the building is on you and they're going to read from the energy that you project. I've learned, you know, you can be walking down the hall and just deep in thought thinking about something. And if you miss the opportunity to smile at somebody walks past you and say hello, they might interpret like a completely wrong thing about that. Uh, and conversely, if you take the time to get to know some people and give them a fist bump when you walk through the warehouse or walk past the forklift or wherever you're interacting with folks. Uh, and, and you, you sort of bring some, some levity and some joy and some energy to the place that is so much more important than whatever technical skills you have or anything else, really people feed off that energy. And if you're not the source of it, it, it just won't exist in the organization. Well, I'd say that you listen to Ron Clark and you're doing a great job at that. So okay. what's your favorite part of your job? Yeah, the team. I mean, this is this team's a, a real dream come true. We've got a team that uh, could run any size business. They're um, 
inclusive of, of you, obviously, Gina, it's an unselfish group of people. They care about the overall mission. They genuinely care about customers. They have integrity. They want to hang out on the weekends. We just had one of our leaders had a 50th birthday party uh, for his wife over the weekend, and people were there on Saturday night, like wanting to hang out with each other. Uh, that's unique and not, um, you know, not obligatory, but actually the fact that people do want to uh, have those relationships that sustain is really awesome. And then, you know, my second favorite part is just talking to customers. It's it's kind of the real thing. I mean, you can sit in the building and have a lot of meetings and look at a lot of spreadsheets and that's fine. But when you get out in the field and you talk to a real customer who is really using you, uh, you learn the real things that you need to know as opposed to the things that you can get bogged down with in internal meetings. It makes a huge difference. It's, it absolutely does. So final question, what's your favorite app on your phone? Yeah, like I'm trying to not look at my phone as much as I tend to. <laughs> um, you know, I, I use Waze a lot, uh, which is I've lived in the same city for 45 years, but can't get around without using Waze with traffic. <laughs> Me too. Kind of pathetic. Um, but uh, I, I, love, I love podcasts. I, I had a New Year's resolution this year to listen to a lot less news. Um, so I, I try to not tune into the news cycle. I read the newspaper and that's enough. Um, and so instead, when I'm in my car and I'm not on a conference call or something like that, I try to just do some self, self-development, self-growth, listen to podcasts. Um, and that's been, that's been a really nice change of pace. That's great. Louis, it's been great having you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for joining me. Will you come back again? You know where to find me. All right. That sounds All right. great. Thanks, Gina. Thank you so much. And listeners, if you liked what you heard and would like more information or would like to sign up for future podcasts, please visit us at straticscorp.com slash podcast to subscribe. We'd also love it if you, if you would rate and leave a review for any podcast that you've listened to or to even suggest any future topics you would like us to explore. I'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>